Welcome to the Independent Practice Podcast, where each week we'll discuss ideas from recognized healthcare leaders and medical professionals for the independent medical practice. We'll tackle the technologies, regulations, best practices, and gain expert proven advice from industry leaders. Topics relating to revenue management, practice marketing, efficient office visits, telehealth, COVID-19, coding and regulatory issues, as well as navigating the new normal. If you're working in primary care, podiatry, or pediatrics, or any other independent practice environment, tune in, give feedback, or be a guest on the show. Now on to the podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Independent Practice Podcast. Today, we're joined by Shawnee Ritchie. Shawnee is the COO and CFO of the Pediatric and Adolescent Center of Grand Prairie in Arlington in Texas. Welcome to the podcast, Shawnee. Hi, Chris. Thank you for having me. As the Chief Operating and Financial Officer of the Pediatric and Adolescent Center of Grand Prairie in Arlington, can you tell me a little bit about your involvement in the management of the practice and what it is not only your practice does, but what you do? Okay, so uh, while, while I like Chief Operating Officer, I think um, what I actually embrace is Chief Optimistic Officer, only because um, what I do, I, I just feel like I do it all. So I, I, I support my team. And then I think as a leader of this organization, that's, I embrace the whole um, servant leadership mentality where we're really there to support the success of our team based on our mission and vision and overall core values. So my involvement is, is really strategically taking them from um, where we need to go five years from now. So from a, from what I truly believe uh, every leader should do, and especially in the healthcare industry, is understanding where the industry and the market is going five years from now. Because when we're reacting every time to the ever-changing environment of healthcare, it's really difficult for us to uh, manage data and be successful. So my really overall goal and my involvement in the management of the organization is getting them strategically ready to where we need to be five years from now. That's that's really all, all I do. And then I rely on my leadership team to kind of uh, do the day to day. Right. And so, um, so, yeah, so that's kind of what what I think and what I believe is my overall involvement in that. You know, you set the tone for, you know, what your plan is, what's going to happen in five years, but. Do you have to look back at like what you've seen in the past? So, for example, this last year, we've seen a lot of incredible change in in the medical field and, you know, with COVID and, and the pandemic. You know, so what changes have you seen in your practice, like, let's say, over the last year and, and how has it impacted you? You know, I, you know, and, and I'm going to talk about COVID because um, it, it's a really great example of why I, why I started off with a five year, you know, five year look through, you know, really looking at the future. I am in Texas and this has fairly happened recently for us. The winter weather hit us last week. And if, you know, and that's kind of something that everybody is aware of now. Our organization sustained a lot of damage last year. And, and I've been in the midst of getting our organization ready and to go in the middle of that winter storm. And our infrastructure is, is 85% um, uh, basically ruined because we can't get back into our building and having to, to deal with COVID the year before. So we, as an organization, I have seen my team absolutely perform extremely well um, through COVID itself. 
if we're if we take COVID as an example, we were we were down. Um, our our we had to make adjustments to our day to day for maybe two months, and then after that, um, it was basically business as usual, and that's because of the resources that we have put in place um, five years prior that I never thought I would use. So a lot of a lot of that really impacted, like a good example, NextGen has um, a telemedicine platform. And the telemedicine platform for us has been in soft use, let's say two years prior to when COVID hit. But when COVID okay. hit, um, when COVID hit, it was, it, there was no option for us it's to keep because I, I, you know, as a, as a, as chief financial officer, I know the impact of not generating that revenue. And so, um, you know, I, I, I always say I'm very, I'm very happy and very pleased to to say that as an organization, I didn't have to furlough anyone on my staff, and that is that is that includes everyone from my uh, my front office support team to my physicians to my clinical staff. Because it was merely as easy as transitioning them to a virtual office space. And so um, I don't know of any other organization locally that's able to do that and say they did it well. Um, but within it, it was a, it was a quick adjustment for us to make that happen. And because I, you know, I, I, my team is, is really pretty adaptable and fluid. As we looked at the e, when we were looking at a new EMR system and, and chose NextGen as has our choice uh, for that, is that I wanted and I wanted a partner that is able to be adaptable and fluid as my team would be, and so I knew that moving forward, that's really critical for us to survive the ever changing landscape of of the healthcare industry, and you know, and the other thing is um, we just celebrate. We actually just kicked off our twenty fifth year in the community this past December. Uh, an independent practice organization is a rare rarity in the industry, so but we've been able to do that um, and and thrive. And so, and and a lot of that is really embracing the change that we know healthcare is going, where, where healthcare is going, versus being held stagnant by you know the fear of where healthcare is going. Yeah, and well, con first, congratulations on the twenty five years. And and secondly, it, it sounds like, you know, through your strategic partnerships, you've really managed to, you know, put things in place, it sounds like, that you could leverage to your advantage, but they definitely became beneficial when there was a, a you know, an opportunity for change, you know, or, or you were forced to change, right? Right. So, like, a good example is um, we use so Doctable is our is our patient engagement platform that that we use. So, um, we have we've had a patient engagement platform possibly about um, for about four years, and we're fairly new with Doctable. And um, one of the things that that I wanted to make sure that that we had in place was that because as a patient centered medical home, to me, it's more than a phrase, right? If you're really going to say that you're you're a patient centered medical home, you really have to address every need of what that means. And that means clear-cut communication and transparency is very important, especially in the pediatric practice. So um, we know that parents have a choice on who they see. And uh, from our perspective, it's all about uh, patient retention, uh, first and foremost, and, um, and, and how we communicate with them. So uh, if the combination literally of um, patient engagement, a, a platform like Doctable, and um, 
and next and the next gen system allowing us to do um, telemedicine. It's it's made such a difference because I've talked to other practices that didn't understand how we could still be seeing day to day normal operations, and that means how how are we able to see not only acute visits but well child visits as well because practices either stopped seeing their acute visits all the way around when we came to COVID, um, and then still had minimal people come in to to just to do the physicals or the well childs. And of course, that impacted revenue. But our organization, because of the resources that we have in place, like Dr. Bull, like the telemedicine and NextGen, really allowed us to not only expand our business, and that's important, but retain those uh, parents or those patients that would not go out because of COVID or would just, would just not be comfortable. Um, we were able to not only do both uh, sick and well, uh, via our telemedicine platform, uh, but we continue to do so. So it is an added, not only an added value that we gave them over um, COVID, what we're calling the COVID season, but that platform itself is going to be now um, part of our product offering. So not only are we able to offer on-site visit, but we are able to offer virtual visit with no change in our protocols and no change in our process flow. Yeah, it sounds like the patients, obviously, just from listening to you, it sounds like the patients have really responded in a positive manner to having this available to them as a, as a way to be notified or, or engage, you know, with communicate with your practice and then also, you know, visit when they might feel uncomfortable, right? Right, and and so and it, it has has the it's the introduction of telemedicine has been a challenge to some, right? Um, especially when you have older individuals that isn't used to it or that that really wants to have that um, one one physician um, engagement, and that, that's important to them. And so what what we have what we have tried to do is, is really we we're trying to not lose that personal feeling kind of touching thing, or the touchy feely that, that they like when, when they're seeing um, a physician. And we, uh, we always like to remind our team that at the end of the day, um, the physicians, especially when, when COVID is hitting, that they are, they are the, the individuals that, that parents will always rely on trust, especially with the overwhelming um, information that was being thrown at them, whether it's social media, news, et cetera, at the end of the day, they are the point of contact where information should be coming from. And how we leverage that, just to kind of give them that comfort is, uh, we utilize the campaigns function in Doctable to send out um, newsletters. Uh, so we, we did free webinars when it came to COVID and to just kind of invite parents to that. Um, we utilized, um, you know, we utilized the, the, um, the broadcast function as well in Doctable for really any information that we were needing uh, for, for things like that. And not only has that really helped us, but um, the, the quickness of um, answering questions or making appointments has been such a, such a game changer for us. We had parents say um, when it comes to the text functionality with us is that we really appreciate you having this because sometimes I only have a second or a minute to get this done because I'm so busy. And what I like to tell my team is um, we need to really understand how parents 
can best, can, how, how parents can best utilize our practice and our organization to make their lives better. And that means that really communicating with them in every facet that we like to communicate in and that we know that we use every day. So that would be text messaging, that would be newsletters, that would be online at social media. Uh, and and because parents will always say, uh, we're glad that we're not having to spend 45 minutes on a Monday morning at 7.59 trying to get on a phone and get an appointment for our child. They can literally send us a text at 7.30 or even at 3 a.m. in the morning, and then we'll get it the next day, and they can get an immediate same-day appointment, and, and parents are happy. And so any any um, what, what's even been great for them is the, the virtual waiting room that they have. So we've already had that prior to, you know, when COVID was happening, but what the virtual waiting room provided us is a visual of how we manage patient care from start to finish. So um, it, it, it gave us an opportunity to do the pandemic questionnaires prior. And so um, it gave my team an opportunity to just really help manage and triage. It's it's a great triage tools for my for my uh, clinical staff on patients if they're symptomatic, not symptomatic, and who to prioritize, etc. So it's um, we're, we've really tried to embrace um, every facet that we can use when it comes to patient engagement uh, because we know the importance of that. So um, so yeah, so it's it's been really um, a learning experience per se for our patients. And, um, but it's a good learning experience. It's a good learning curve because they, they're embracing it. And so, uh, especially when we have a lot of um, younger parents that are coming into our practice that have newborns, they, they don't even pick up the phone and call anymore. They still just send a text and they'll say, we need to make an appointment. And so, and it, it, it's, it was, it's been a good thing for us. So. So I have a confession and it's that, I did my homework and I went to your site and I've looked at your social media and I've kind of engaged like a patient. And part of why I was so eager to talk to you is because it's one of the smoothest, like I actually did a, a patient intake as if I were going to go to your office. And, and it's one of the easiest to use experiences that I've had, you know, on sites. And I'm, I'm impressed and I knew that you know, just from talking to you, I've heard it already now, but, you know, I, I had to imagine there was a strategy behind it. And it, it's it's great to hear that, that you're doing that. But when we talk about, you know, patient engagement and, and intake, aren't we really talking about maybe managing our staff and our resources, available hours, and, and how we can, you know, get more done with less and do it in a manner, especially right now, that's safe for, for everyone, or, or at least the way people want to experience, you know, the office, right? And I right. think with pediatrics, it's it's important that you know it's parents making decisions for their children, and and um, you know, how has your staff taken to to some of these changes, and you know, how what does that look like? It, so, speaking as chief financial officer, every. Um, Every organiz every leader that has an organization that that understands that the most expensive thing is going to be um, employee costs. I mean, that's just that's just kind of the bottom line of that. When we actually transitioned over to uh, 
an EHR EMR system like NextGen, my thought process when we did that was the possibility of decreasing the staff only because there were so many redundancies that not having a platform like this, and, and I saw that, especially when it came to billing, when it came to um, when it came to our front office operations, and even in our clinical operations, there were just a lot of redundancies that we did not need. That I think was was really um, impacting, the, you know, how we we provide quality care, but still minimize our costs, and and that's important, uh, especially when the industry is going towards value-based. And so value-based uh, medicine is where we're gonna head. And so and in getting ready for that, we have to start investing in uh, products like we've invested in and to really be impactful in that. We have decreased our patient uh, our um, our team to at least 10 to 15 percent. Like I've decreased my team, but I've elevated patient engagement and um, our redundancies have have actually decreased as well. And, and I think from a revenue generating perspective, I have a better grasp of revenue and um, my team now clearly understands how to leverage products like this to do that. And so um, it was was it difficult to kind of get them on board? Um, it's always difficult getting him on board on a new system, but when you kind when you really show them the advantages of why that's important and and why that impacts our overall mission and vision and core values, that they're really more apt to really follow the vision. Uh, and so it's and a lot of them really embrace the ease and the simplicity of um, of what we we brought to the table. So they what went, you know, it, it was they they absolutely loved the fact that the the patient engagement platform for them is 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 makes their life easier at the end of the day. They're not just to kind of give you an idea, we did um an internal survey of how many calls we receive on a normal day. On a normal day, we may get between 300 to 400 calls a day. And I had a staff prior of maybe um 20 people in the front office and they were not answering all 300 calls. It's just impossible because um, every call could take about 15, 20 minutes or longer, depending on that. Plus then you kind of, then you have those patients waiting on queue. And so I could be waiting an hour just to make an appointment. When we launched this patient engagement platform and they, the text functionality was a game changer. And they could respond quickly. They could um, make appointments quickly, and it made patients happier. And so, their day was now not spent on the phone with angry parents. Their day is spent um, really actively communicating. And that's what I like to kind of say, is that even though we're doing text, but it's a text communication. It's active communication. I, I think a lot of parents don't like the inactive part where they're just sitting waiting for um, information. What this provides them is active communication, active engagement in their child's healthcare because um, not only are they act actively speaking in the text functionality of Doctable, but they're also getting their information in their health portal. And so the health portal for their child is a way for them to have um, immediate access to the visit, 
and um, and it, it allows them to communicate directly with our physicians and our team. So what, what we've really done is giving them every avenue and every facet to communicate with us. Um, as a parent um, of three kiddos, I know um, how important it is that you're, you're able to get uh, clear cut communications, especially from, from their healthcare provider. And so I like to approach in a way that if I were in their shoes, what would I like to see? And then, so what I'd like to see is what we've tried to really um, convey and to really put in place in our organization. And, and it gives, and it gives my team an opportunity to own the conversation. So they're owning the process, they're owning the conversation. Um, and yet I've not had to really expand my team. Um, I've, if, if, if really the only thing I've had to expand when it comes to my, uh, my team is um, having more providers on, on there because we, oh, and that's the other thing. We, we, we didn't talk about how providers really love this, this whole process. Um, as we're doing our recruitment for new physicians and new nurse practitioners, um, we talk about, they ask about our platform and they talk, ask about our processes and everything that you and I have talked about, they have not seen in any other organization. And so, because we give them an opportunity. Wow. Yeah, well, we'll give them an opportunity to not only do telemedicine, because it's in a lot of organizations, either one or the other. And what we'd like to, what we try to give them is every opportunity for them to grow and to experience all of these, um, I, I like to say forward thinking um, tech technology out there that is really gonna make um, the healthcare industry uh, be more impactful to everyone. And so what, what this has done is to, I think, personalize medicine in such a way that it speaks the language uh, that parents speak now and how they're going to speaking in the future. So even if they're doing the care via telemedicine, they're still able to actively see the physician, actively see our clinical staff because our clinical staff triage through the platform as well. And they're able to communicate that way and not lose the connectivity or the connection that I feel like a lot of individuals lost through COVID. We've given them the opportunity to just still connect with us on this kind of a level. Yeah, and I and I venture to guess that you've even seen uh, a you know increased performance in your providers, you know, like a decrease in provider burnout because they're able to practice in a manner that's that's you know less stressful or, or you know they can see more patients, but it's it's not necessarily harder for them, right? Yes, and that that is correct. And we've actually been what we've also been able to do is um, we've been able to really address the, um, the, 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 the balance between work and personal life. Cause I think that's really, really important. And we're very supportive of that. So what, what we've done is, um, we basically knew from a financial perspective, what we needed to, to, to be competitive in the market and what that looked like. And what we would, we've been able to offer our opportunities for our physicians and our providers to do both telemedicine and, or on site. So if there are days where, you know, they, they just have some other things that whether or not um, they're running a marathon, they're training or whatever, they could still work and they could still, you know, they could still make a living by just being our telemedicine provider. So they, we give them every opportunity. So if, if for some reason, I, you know, I have a, a physician telling me, 
uh, I, I'd really love to stay home with my, with my children because, you know, they're doing virtual school and, you know, I, I, I really hate to leave. I, I can come back and say, but you don't have to leave. You, you can still do what you need to do and be, we can be supportive of that. And you can still be part of helping us grow by doing telemedicine at home. So it, it's given them that flexibility. And, and, um, and, and I think that the beauty of telemedicine as a platform is that flexibility that it offers. I mean, it's, it gives them still, it still gives them a way to practice and do what they love to do. And that is the practice of medicine, but it doesn't ask them to sacrifice the personal. Right. And, and I, and that's kind of what I, I always like to start off with whenever I'm recruiting is that what we'd like to offer as an organization is, is give you an opportunity to do what you love to do, but still be supportive of everything that you're passionate about, because those are sometimes two different things. Absolutely. Well, Shawnee, uh, thank you very much. I'd like to, I, I can't stress enough how wonderful it's been talking to you today. You've been, you've, you've taken us through all the different phases of your practice and, and what you guys, you know, do and how you do it. And it, it's been amazing to hear. It's always encouraging for me when a practice makes a difference in the community, and it sounds like your team is definitely making making a difference. So thank you for being on the show, and, and thank you for all that, that you do uh, in Texas. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Independent Practice Podcast. I've been your host, Chris Beckwith, with NextGen Healthcare. If you enjoyed this topic, click the link in the show notes and get more information. Or if you're interested in other solutions provided by NextGen, visit us at nextgen.com.